the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is Fade the Noise. We're going to be running through our top five player props tied to this year's NFL Draft Rookie Class. What uh, What's going to go on with Joe Burrow in terms of passing touchdowns? About CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, who's going to be the most productive wide receiver out of that triumvirate? And we have a surprise Offensive Rookie of the Year pick. Again, these are all my picks, not Lundy's. He's got to fade or follow them. That's how this little uh, shindig works here on the podcast. But before we get into today's Fade 5, Lundy, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, Shooting blanks right now. He's a free agent after the Cincinnati Bengals kicked him to the curb. And FanDuel already has odds posted on his next suitor. Who has the best chance of landing the ginger fist? Uh, Tank Williams does not effectually call him, my former colleague at Yahoo Sports, who has been beaten down by Andy Dalton over the years for fantasy purposes. Here are the odds. New England at minus 105. Jacksonville plus 150. The Steelers at plus 450. The Raiders at plus 1900. Washington at plus 2000. I'm actually going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Jay Gruden, his former head coach in Cincinnati, now the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. And with Gardner Minshew there, kind of a surprise sensation last season. Maybe Gruden believes that he can get Andy Dalton back to the top 10 fantasy output level he was in 2013 when he threw 33 TD passes. So, great value there. Jacksonville plus 150. I think uh, Bill Belichick's dog has better odds of starting a quarterback than Dalton does in New England this season. What's your take? Oh, absolutely. I'm in on the dog, by the way. Yes. Uh, very, uh, very shifty. You could tell uh, the the gaze uh, taking in everything the defense has to offer. Uh, he was very much on board with that. No, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm probably going to there's two picks that I would make. One, I think I'd throw a little bone at Washington just because of the odds. Um, I, I would take that long shot and see if I could pay off. But if I were trying to be smart about it, I'm going to stay in the division, Brad. I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. I think a 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger mm. could use a backup that knows the division, knows the opponents, knows the conference, and that they can probably get on the cheap. So give me Pittsburgh at a plus 450 number uh, as the long shot to wind up landing Andy Dalton to stand on the sideline and hold a clipboard. Uh, I think that's a fun one. I put down $100, you get Four Benjamin Franklins and a U.S. grant in return. Uh, by the way, I can do this legally in Colorado on Friday, May 1st. So maybe that's something I'm going to rifle off on immediately. All right, let's get into it with today's Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's start off with the number one overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Of course, it went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, it was Joe Burrow. It was minus 10,000. To land with the Bungles, uh, they follow through. Here is the over-under on TD passes this season from the former LSU Tiger. It's 21.5, according to DraftKings. Minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. I am taking the over on this. Now, this century, six quarterbacks have gone over the 21.5 passing touchdown line in their inaugural campaign. Uh, that was Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones did it for crying out loud, Dak Prescott, even Jameis Winston. Look, if Jameis can do it, 
Joe Burrow most certainly can, especially with Tyler Boyd. Hopefully a healthy A.J. Green. Joe Mixon there, who's no slouch in the pass game. Should be an improved offensive line, which was bottom basement in terms of pass blocking efficiency last season. But Burrow, insanely accurate last year for LSU. Uh, his numbers, his advanced analytics, galactic, uh, whether it was on short throws, intermediate tosses, or on long bombs, he's going to pay instant dividends. And I think, Lundy, he's going to be in the 24 to 26 passing touchdown range in the end. So this is an easy over, fade or follow. I'm going to follow you on this one. Maybe it's my obsession with the last dance, but the number 23 is jumping out at me, Brad, as his number to finish the year off with his touchdown total. So, yes, I'll take the over. I think it is going to be kind of a barely over type of number, but you hit you hit it on the head just a second ago. Whether or not A.J. Green is playing is a big factor in this. Yes, there are some other weapons, but... Cincinnati needs a healthy A.J. Green. Joe Burrow needs a healthy A.J. Green. And if that can happen, I think he easily eclipsed that 21-and-a-half number. But like I said, I've just got a little MJ on the brain. I'm feeling 23. And who doesn't want to party with Dennis Rahman in Vegas for 48 hours or 96? Number four. All right, next up, CeeDee Lamb now got a star on the side of the helmet. He's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Here is the prop, according to FanDuel, over or under 799.5 receiving yards, minus 110 in either direction there. I am hammering the living daylights on the under. My buddy Jeff Ratcliffe of Pro Football Focus has Lamb projected for just 650 yards in his rookie season. Too many mouths to feed there. Amari Cooper's a guy that saw 7.1 targets per game last season. 20.7% of the target share. Michael Gallup, the pride of Colorado State University, 21.7% of the target share. Eight targets per game. He's sliding in, Lamb, to that Randall Cobb role. Now, Randall Cobb had 828 yards last season, but I don't think he's going to get there. There's a learning curve. Uh, if the season is delayed in any form or fashion, it only steepens that curve. So for me, I ain't slide into C.D. Lamb's DMs like his girl was trying to on draft night. Give him the stiff arm and again, taking the under. Fade or follow, Lundy. I'm going to follow you on that one. Slapping it away like a Dikembe Mutombo blocked shot. That is exactly what he was doing when she was trying to grab that phone. Did you see that? <laughs> Not in my house. No. no, he absolutely shot that down. I'm going to go with the under with you as well because of the idea of the mouths to feed as well as that learning curve. I think both of those things are going to work against C.D. Lamb. I think it was a good pick by Dallas. I'll give him credit for that. But I do think that the timing of what's going on with COVID-19 as well as just coming into a rookie uh, as a rookie receiver to a team that already has a a lot of receiving options yes i think that 799 and a half is too big of a number i'll follow you and go under swipe left number three all right next up jerry judy john elway got his guy i was just imagining on draft night you know elway in his living room no pants just tidy whities going risky business on it dancing around uh in his room of one as he got his man and didn't have to trade up to acquire his services. Judy's going to be locked in as a wide receiver, too, in a nascent Denver Broncos offense. You've got Cortland Sutton. you got K.J. Hamler. Guy's a little water bug underneath to go along with Melvin Gordon. Uncle Melvin now in the mix. A very good offensive line that was top 15 last season of pass-blocking efficiency. It's all about Drew Locke for Judy to get over this 850.5 receiving yards number, but I am taking 
the under here. Yes, 74 wide receivers have gone over 800 yards in their rookie seasons in NFL history. 53 have gone over 850 yards, but I don't think Judy's going to be the 54th. Uh, I, I just think I don't trust luck right now. It was a bit of a bumpy road, a little turbulence there, and five starts last season. His time is now. No more excuses. Uh, he's got all the weapons around him, but I think Cortland Sutton and him were making magic on the field, and I think that chemistry rapport is just going to bubble over into the 2020 season, leaving Judy in the low 1800s, and again, hitting the under a minus 110, according to points bet where this is offered at 850 and a half. You're a Broncos guy, Lundy. Put your subjectivity aside over or under 850.5. This is an easy one. I'm following you and going under on this one as well. You talked about Cortland Sutton. You talked about the pick in K.J. Hamler. Let's not forget last year's first-round pick in Noah Fant, who now has a year under his belt. They're going to work to get him the ball as well. You talked about Melvin Gordon. There is, of course, Philip Lindsay. I mean, the list just goes on and on. There are a lot of mouths to feed in that Broncos offense. 850 is way too high of a number for me. I think he hovers right around 800. And in truth, Broncos fans would be happy if he finished somewhere between 750 and 800. They just want to score more than 17 points a game, which is what Denver had to endure last season. So Judy is a welcome uh, addition to the offense, but there's a lot of weapons. Let's remember, I mean, the Broncos have now, I don't know, like 14 tight ends on the <laughs> roster. As many of the, uh, the Bears have more. Let's yeah. be honest. But it's, I just don't think, I, I think Jerry Judy can't hit that number. I think 800 is achievable for him, but I just don't see him getting above it. I think what PointsBet has right now at 850 and a half is an easy call at the under for me. Number two. All right, let's move on to the rival of Denver Broncos to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly Los Angeles, formerly Oakland, but now in Sin City and talking about their number one pick and that was Henry Rugg 740.5 receiving yards is the total at Fandle the over a little heavier juice minus 112 you got to put $112 down and win 100 I am taking the over listen you don't have a whole lot of competition on this roster for overall target share I think Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller the two best holdovers from last season but Tyrell Williams more of a streak receiver uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, he drops everything in sight and you also have Zay Jones. Big freaking deal. Rugs can absolute fly, absolutely fly at 5'11, 188 pounds, 427, 40 yard speed. He had a 10.5 yak per reception mark, one of the finest marks in that category, the FBS level with the University of Alabama last season. A guy that is more than just a streak receiver. He's got several branches on the route tree. I think he's going to step into at least 21 to 22% of the target share. I think he sails over this. I think he eclipses 800 yards. And I think the speedster is going to inflict some serious damage, whether from a sports betting standpoint or a fantasy viewpoint as well. Again, I'm on over 740.5 receiving yards at minus 112. Fade or follow, Nathaniel? I will fade you on this one, but I'll tell you what, just in general, this is probably a number I would stay away from, 740 and a half, because I think he's going to finish right in that range. Part of the reason for that is, look, you talked about the fact that he's got the speed, he's got the streak, but let's be honest, uh, Derek Carr isn't exactly the guy that's getting the ball downfield. 25th in the league last year, 18th in the league the year before when it comes to passes that had more than 20 yards of air under them when they went down the field. He just doesn't get the ball down the field right now. And so if that is going to be 
where Ruggs is going to pick up those yards. I just don't see him getting to that 750 or 800 number. So I'm going to fade you on this one. I'm going to go under. But in general, I'm not a fan of this number. Number one. All right, finally, put a bow on top of today's episode. Keyshawn Vaughn, my guy. I've already expressed my infatuation, my man to see, my love, my adoration for Vaughn on Twitter. Follow me, by the way, at Noisy Wavis. Follow him at Nate Lundy on the Twitter. Here are the odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year and why I think is worth firing off on. Points bet plus 3,000. That's 30 to 1. DraftKings plus 2,500. That's 25 to 1. FanDuel, the lowest of the thrice at plus 1,500 at 15 to 1. What's fascinating about Vaughn is this. FanDuel earlier this week, Lundy, was 90 to 1 to win all bits of rookie of the year. Now he's 15 to 1. A lot of heavy action being placed out of the rookie out of Vanderbilt. The why the reason why I like him, he's an ideal back. Five foot ten, uh, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's got the perfect size. He's got excellent speed, four five one, forty yard speed. He has got fantastic hands as well, a legitimate three-down threat. He is better right now than Ronald Jones will ever become. And Ronald Jones made some strides last season, and he has now parachuted into paradise in terms of overall production upside. You've got a rebuild offensive line that drafted Tristan Wurst, first round of the NFL draft. you got TB12 under center. You've got the bookends and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans can absolutely fly. And you got Gronk who is now no longer body-slamming people in the WWE, and it looks like he is going to clothesline the competition and coming back out of retirement in the NFL, and a guy who is one of the historically best run blockers in this league. I love this setup. Nothing but life fronts galore. The numbers are going to pile up for Vaughn. Again, especially a points bet at 30-1. to He's my pick, and not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Joe Burrow to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Fade or follow. You know, I'm going to follow you, but do people understand, people that know Brad and I, know us from the Fantasy Football Hour, or just have followed Brad over his career, do you understand the kiss of death that exists on a running back when Brad falls in love with you? Have you seen, do the words David Montgomery mean oh. anything to you? I mean, so folks, I need you to understand, I think Brad makes a really good point. I think the idea of Gronk hanging out in Ybor City with a cigar and a fine IPA is exactly what I would expect. Gronk to be doing as he passes his time during quarantine. However, I want you to be cautious. Uh, the cautionary tale that is Brad Evans' man crush 2020. Just be careful. Just be careful. Oh, Willie, uh, add to the list of, uh, you mentioned mandatory Montgomery, Ryan Matthews, Monte Ball, Felix Jones. It goes on and on and Royce on. Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. I'm sorry, Keyshawn. I'm sorry. Please, fantasy guys. You are worse than the Madden cover curse. Uh, I'm a modern-day mummy. I really am. I apologize in advance, but I'm still sticking to my guns here with Keyshawn Vaughn winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. And that is a wrap on today's episode of Fade the Noise. Don't forget to drop us a review. Rate us as well. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, where we download and listen to your podcast. And remember, fade or follow, that is up to you. Fade the noise.